Hi, this is a Life of Learning podcast. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hi, Emma. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Uh, thank you very much for having me. Right, let's talk a bit quickly about how we met and why we've got you on a podcast to talk about the Junior Park Run. So we know each other through Pim's Park Run. I don't know how long we've known each other for, but it's probably, what, maybe three, four years? I don't know. It's probably about four years. I mean, obviously, I'm usually just that marshal standing on the corner, screaming and shouting at people in a nice way. No, uh, nothing, nothing offensive. <laughs> but, uh, I think it's only been since since we've come back from COVID that everybody's a little bit more friendly and open and having conversations and I've got to know more people post-COVID for themselves rather than that person who runs past me really quick. Yeah I'd have to say that you are a really an active and a vocal um, volunteer because I know some volunteers probably sometimes don't even say anything but I think you're the complete opposite. (laughs) I'm the one with all the chat I'm the one with (laughs) all the chat I just think Um, as a runner myself there's nothing more miserable when you're struggling and it's hot and everything hurts in in my case when I run there is nothing more miserable than seeing a marshal just stood there looking like they don't want to be there that just brings me down even more so because I know the pain in running I would rather be just that little bit more supportive and sometimes all it takes is somebody to say you're doing great keep going don't give up you've got this, just to give you that little boost to keep you going. 5K can be a lot on a Saturday morning. No, no, I agree. You're like me. I've got the tambourine. I've got the shakers. Um, yeah, I, I send out words of encouragement all the time. So me and you are yeah, both the same with regards to our role as a, as a volunteer. And a Excellent. Yeah. Okay. So the reason why I've got you on is because you're taking on this massive project. Well, I think it's a massive project. You're starting a junior park run at, is it Lordship Lane? It's Lordship Recreational Ground. Right, got That's it. That's a very long title for it, but to anybody in the local area, it's the Lordship Rec. Got it. Okay. In fact, let's just wind back a little bit. How did you find out about Park Run initially? Because I know you, I don't know if you ran first or you volunteered first. Believe it or not, considering I much prefer the standing on the corner screaming and shouting at people, I started Park Run as a runner. Running is not my thing. I, um, I only took up running after I had a car accident and wrecked my shoulder. Normally, I'm a swimmer by nature. That's what I love to do. But after my car accident, the shoulder just wouldn't have it. So my husband, who it was and is an avid runner, said to me, well, your legs still work. So go for a run. But um, I was that person who, you know, didn't even run to the garden gate, let alone ran 5K. So uh, I did the couch to 5K on my own, signed up to park run because um, I'd heard it was this amazing thing with so much support and 5K, it's free. But it still took me a year to have the confidence to actually turn up on the day. Oh, wow. A year. Okay. Yeah. A whole year. I had my barcode for a whole year before... I had the nerve to run in a crowd of people. Oh, my gosh. I'd say that there's probably people out there that are the same as you. It's it's a bit daunting. When you do Couch to 5K, there's you and an app in your ear and, and some coach or some celebrity telling you run, walk, stop, start, you're doing great and all that sort of stuff. But to 
rock up to an event, even something like Parkrun, it takes that confidence because suddenly you're in a crowd of people. You worry that people are going to judge you. Are you going to be fast enough is always the one I hear everywhere I go. Am I going to be fast enough? Am I going to keep up? Am I going to make all the volunteers wait forever because I'm going to be so slow? And sometimes you just have to bite the bullet and go, I'm going to be brave. I'm going to go and I'm going to try it. I mean, what's the worst that can happen? You go, you don't like it, you don't go again. I went, um, I won't say I liked my first experience because, <laughs> you know, it's 5K, it was hard work. And it was Alexandra Palace, which has got a lot of hills. Oh, um, my so yeah, I went a couple of times to Alexandra Palace before I was ready to give it up. I thought hills are not for me, they're not my thing. Anything bigger than a speed bump is not my cup of tea at all. Yeah. And I was all ready to pack it all in when somebody recommended uh, Pim's Park Run to me, telling me it was nice and flat. So I thought I'll go and give it a go. And you know what? I haven't looked back since. And apart from going to um, other park runs when I'm out of London, I'm away on holiday with my family, Pim's is the only place I go. I mean, I'd have to say well, there's a couple of things there. Um, your apprehension about, um, you know, whether you're going to be fast enough and stuff like that, it's the complete opposite ethos at park run isn't it, it, it you, you can walk it you can take your dog you can run with a push chair it's it's a different it's a different mindset there isn't it isn't it six years ago when I signed up for that barcode and thought I was going to go it was park run there was never any word about you could walk you could jog it it was you know the, the clue was in the title run everybody thinks that's what it is but in the six years that I've been going the community has grown and has become so much more inclusive and some park runs um they are predominantly runners and they it is a very fast field which can make it, it feel a bit daunting when you turn up and you watch 500 runners take off and suddenly you're there by yourself um but then there are other park runs who very much welcome all shades of the community in terms of running and activity whether you be a plodder whether you be a runner whether you be a walker everybody's welcome and um, I mean at PIMS we always make a point of saying you will not be lost we have a tail walker it's their job to bring everybody back safely don't worry about how long it takes we are here for you do what you got to do yeah that's true and um yeah and jugglers as well and jugglers <laughs> I do love the jugglers <laughs> Yeah, just let everyone know I've done Pim's Park several times juggling, so uh, it is very inclusive. Like watching Reggie come round the corner with either the juggling balls or the clubs, <laughs> smile on his face, ready to do his thing. And when you and Luigi did it side by side with Luigi on saxophone, I was tail walking. I got to say that was one of the funniest days I've ever had. <laughs> Yeah, and that is park run, really. It is. Oh, I mean, it's, it's a run. It's, it's, it's an event. It's almost not. Like, it's a carnival atmosphere, but it's really inclusive. So, if anyone really wants to join park run and actually run, walk, take your dog, it is really inclusive. They don't. They they, they don't stop anyone from coming, really, do they? No, I mean, I have never heard of anybody being told no. We've yeah. had mums and dads with buggies. I mean, I have a hard enough time getting myself around five k. How they. <laughs> branding buggies i don't know there's your good self juggling yeah. we've had families come out multi-generational families yes. coming out from small yeah. kids right up to grandma walking running and it's brilliant to see that it's not only is it so inclusive but it is 
so it's so inclusive that it crosses age boundaries it cross it crosses gender boundaries it crosses racial boundaries everybody yeah. comes together purely to complete that 5k in their own personal way and it becomes a social thing because people don't just run the 5k and then disappear home no instead they stay and they have conversations we we have cake actually become friends and then meet up outside of parkrun and do other things outside of parkrun yeah so i think we've given um, parkrun a lot of advertising here and we you know <laughs> we we but we, we, we both we both love it and so you've gone from runner to volunteer to run a director now what was the motivation for doing a junior parkrun because that is just a massive step it is it's it's sometimes i do wonder if i've taken on a bit too much but it's going to be worth it in the end. Um, for me, I mean, I have to say, it, it's not just me. There is a, a core team at Lordship Rec who have worked tirelessly, um, not just me, filling forms, speaking to people, getting the idea out there. But my personal motivation for it came from COVID and from my own daughter. I watched her during COVID, stuck inside the house. Everything was screens, all homework, all coursework, all contacting friends everything was on a screen and since we've come back to real life those screens still seem to be a massive part of our lives I mean kids today everything's a screen it's a mobile phone it's a handheld computer it's a laptop it's a tablet it's something they don't seem to have the activity levels that they had 40 years ago when I was a kid you know they're not going out and climbing trees maybe the world's not as safe as it was back then or maybe we're just a little bit more aware of how unsafe it is they don't climb trees they don't run in ditches they don't come home dirty there's they don't seem to have that level of activity it was nice to see kids out on bikes again during COVID getting out for that 10 minutes of activity and I was keenly aware that a lot of my daughter's friends lived in high-rise flats multi-generational families living in high-rise flats with no outside space and I just thought how nice would it be if they all had something to look forward to on a Sunday the same way I look forward to park run on a Saturday it would teach them about healthy choices in life it would teach them socialization skills especially coming back after COVID trying to get kids to mingle with each other and yet it's okay for us to play together again it's okay for us to walk together and talk together again some kids still don't feel comfortable with that sort of interaction so having something once a week that is free which is let's be honest what's free nowadays nothing um having something that was free having something that was going to be part of a routine and something that was going to be inclusive was a massive draw a massive point for me I, I had to get involved once I heard about it okay so how did you what was the first initial steps then because you had to find uh, a venue yes the first, very first step is to fill in a form on Park Run's website um, to express an interest um, because everything you do has got to go through Parkrun. It's got to meet their codes of conduct. It's got to meet their ethos. Um, there are three major points when you fill in this form. Um, the first one is you have to find somewhere. You have to find a location and you have to gain permission to use that location from the landowners. You have to get together the funding and you have to have a core team of volunteers who are willing to get it up and running and potentially keep it running. So, yeah, it all starts with a form. 
Right, so then, did you have an idea and how did you get the core people? Well, luckily for us, the venue that we're using, which is a Lordship Recreational Ground, um, had previously gone through the same process to set up a Saturday 5K um, for the 14s and overs, the adult one. Um, so they had already, their team had already gone through the process of filling in a form, getting the contacts with the local authority, um, sorting out funding. So we, as the junior team, were able to draw on their experience and say, who's your contact in this place? Who do we need to speak to? How do we go about getting this? Um, and a lot of the core team have crossed over to the junior core team. Um, some people are working both the 5K and the new 2K event, uh, and we will be able to draw on their experience. So because of the success of the 5K on a Saturday, we were able to go back to the council and say, the 5K has done a fabulous job in this location. We know it works. We know how to safeguard this location. We know how to do risk assessments for this location. Would you be willing for us to use that location again on a Sunday for a junior park run? And all credit to the council, they were absolutely gung-ho about it. They were like, yes, this is great. We definitely want to do something with the children of the community. And uh, they had a pot of money, which they have to use for certain initiatives around health and well-being. Um, and they had an underspend. So we put in a bid for some money and they said yes. Nice. Right. So you really, I mean, the good thing is you went on the back of another park run that was already established. So that would make life a lot easier, wouldn't it? Yes, definitely. Because it was already risk assessed. We mm. already knew the layouts of the park. We'd already made connections with the local cafe in the park, which is called The Hub, um, which is also run by volunteers. It brought the whole community together from different, different sides. We drew on their experience. We're able to help the cafe and, and raise money with all these events that we're putting on in the park. The council can see, one, it's a moneymaker in terms of getting people in to use the cafe, to use the green spaces, that it is sustainable as an event. And as long as we can staff it ourselves in terms of volunteers, they pretty much just leave you to get on with it. It's like, yes, here's your permission, but you must make sure it's risk assessed. You must make sure the safeguardings are in place. We see you've done it once before. We're happy for you to go for it again. The event is going to start on, is it the 16th of July, is it? It is the 16th of July, our inaugural event, the 16th of July, starting nine o'clock in the morning. Um, the volunteers will all be there from half past eight to get their gear on, get into position. And then, yeah, we just have to hope that enough of the local kids will, will want to do Parkrun and will come out. It's not about huge numbers to start off with. It's about, you know, even if only one child turns up, and runs round and we time that child and we barcode that child. That's one child who will then go into school and say, hey, I did a great thing on Sunday, you should come with me. And then it will grow organically until hopefully we have a little crowd of mini legends every Sunday taken on that park. Yeah, because I, I volunteer at the junior park run in Enfield Town and that started off small and then obviously COVID came and then, and then it started back up again. And it, it will grow organically because you will get children and parents encouraging their children to come around. And I know that I think there's a thing that we, sh we shouldn't be 
advertising it they do want it to grow organically is that something that park run still sort of like to try to um deploy they prefer that we don't promote heavily mm-hmm. um i think part of that is because they don't want the core team to initially be overwhelmed by the sheer numbers that will turn up um potentially for new volunteers who haven't had that much experience they might feel oh this is a bit too much for me um also large numbers i mean some of the uh 5k events have thousands upon thousands of members at bushy park if we had something like that suddenly descend um on the lordship wreck and we had hundreds and hundreds of kids appear on the first day i'm not sure the structure of the park would be prepared the other park users would be prepared for hundreds of kids suddenly coming at them whereas if we build and we grow slowly, it's something that other park users also become aware of. Plus, we tell the children, we do not have right of way. We're sharing the park. We're not taking the park over. This isn't your personal racetrack uh-huh. for the next half an hour. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to be kind. So it's a case of letting people hear about Park Grant in a nice word of mouth kind of way somebody has a good experience tell somebody else who tells somebody else and that's pretty much how park run grew in the beginning now you don't see adverts on tv for park run park run is one of those things where you might see adverts for it on social media but it usually comes through a running club or somebody's review or an experience or a podcast like this it's something that grows purely from the love and the community that want to spread the message of hey this is park run come join us we have fun yeah, no, purely word of mouth. I mean, that's how I found out about it. One thing that I will say is that the differences between the adult junior park, sorry, an adult one and a junior park one, what do you think the differences are? Or is it pretty much the same? Would you would you guess? In terms of in terms of code of conduct, it's the same rules apply all round. You leave the park the way you found it, be kind to other people be inclusive of those around you where the children are concerned there are more safeguarding issues that we have to take into consideration there are certain rules um, regarding volunteers in particular the marshals on the course Mm -hmm. Uh, adult park runs you tend to find there is uh, a marshal at a specific point that may be a point of danger where cars may be coming in and out of a park Um, in order we would put a marshal there in order to keep people safe keep the runners safe keep the cars safe as well junior park run we have to have a marshal 100 meters apart every marshal must be in sight of another marshal that way the children are always in sight of an adult there's no blind bends there's no disappearing off round corners the children can be seen at all times and that is a must we had our first course when we laid it out and we picked it and we put all our marshal places into position, we had our first course turned down because there weren't enough marshal points and we had to go back to the drawing board and devise another course that would fit that particular rule. What's the minimum number of volunteers for the park runner? Well, at Lordship Rec, the, uh, lim- the minimum number of marshals we have to have is seven, which makes people go oh my goodness seven for i mean like for example um at the 5k at pims we can get away with one mm-hmm. and that on the service gate where the cars have entrance in and out of the park to keep all the runners and park users safe but i yeah i cannot go ahead any sunday without those seven marshals that's before i add in timekeepers barcode scanners finish token 
Uh, the other thing you have to have at a junior park run is a warm-up. Every junior park run mm. has to start with a warm-up. That's one thing they don't do at 5Ks. Some of them might do, but none I've ever been to. Yeah, yeah, neither. Yeah, because that, that's, I didn't realise that was a requirement because I know they do it at Enfield Town Park Run, but I didn't know that was a requirement. Okay, that's something different then. It is, and the, the, the other major difference is the distance that the children run. They do not cover a 5K distance they cover a 2k distance i think i'd think... prefer to do the 2k than the 5k <laughs> yeah i think that's a good one because it's challenging and it's also manageable it is it's yeah. a nice one to start because most of the children you find um, junior park run is from 4 to 14 but you usually find when the kids get to around 11 12 so we're talking when they go off into secondary school they don't really want to run with the smaller ones anymore unless they've got younger siblings and that's when they tend to transfer over to the 5k because at the 5k events over 11s can run without an adult so they have to be prepared that they're going to go twice as far and a little bit more but a lot of them tend to move on to the 5k distances once they enter secondary school and the 2k has set them up nicely they know how park run works they know about handing back those finished tokens that so many people like to take home as a souvenir <laughs> and you usually find that they're better behaved than the adults <laughs> yeah no i think you're right the demographic of the one at enfield town is definitely under 11s mainly probably 80 percent, maybe even 90 percent of them are under 11 so yeah I think, I, think it, I think it's it's part of the going off to secondary school. It's okay. that age, 11 and above, you go off to secondary school, you're suddenly, you're all big and clever and you know everything. You don't really want to be rocking up with four and five-year-olds at a park run on a Sunday unless you have a sibling or your mum or dad or caregiver is making you go. I tend to find the junior ones that I've done, it is the younger ones and it's lovely to see. It's great to see that they are starting off and finding activity fun rather than, oh, my God, I've got to go for a run. I don't want to go. That, that's me. That's me when I have to walk out the door. They're so geared up for it on a Saturday, a Sunday morning. And Saturday, when you see them come over to the 5K events, some of them are running with the families, like I said, the multi-generational families. And some of them have got to the point where I'm 11 now, Mama, I don't need you. And off they go. And it is, it's great to see. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd say I really enjoy my volunteering at the Junior Park Run just to see the children really having so much fun and committing, committed as well. You know, they want to beat their time and some of them, you know, have never run before in the first, you know, it's the first time they've run. So, uh, no, it's good. And I think, uh, you know, you adding this into, um, into into Tottenham as well will hopefully, you know, get more children in that area, you know, to get out on a Sunday morning and run and be physical and active. Well, see, that's the thing about Tottenham. Every, you know, it's considered to be a quote unquote less affluent area. Our Tottenham Green swimming pool closed down six months ago. We've already got a generation of kids who haven't been able to learn to swim because of COVID. They missed out on that opportunity at school. Now the pool's closed down. There's no youth clubs like there used to be. There doesn't seem to be that level of activity. We've got the summer holidays coming up for some kids. The only activity they get will be their PE lesson at school and running around in their break times. Summer holidays come, mum and dad are working. You might be stuck at home with grandma. If you live in one of these high rise flats, you don't have a garden and an outside space. Sunday morning, you get up, you go over to park run, you can meet up with your friends from school. You can get a bit of activity in. You can 
socialize sometimes when you're out of school summer holidays come along you don't see your friends again until you go back in September and you lose those social connections and I sometimes I think when they go back in September they're a little bit feral and they don't know how to talk to each other or how, they don't know how to talk to each other without a smartphone or without a laptop because they've just conversed through one of many apps on a screen so having them come to junior park run works on their socialization skills as well as teaching them about the health and well-being and just just the chance to be active junior park run is not a race it, you, we do have more competitive children who will race against their own times or race against their friends but it's not a race the whole idea is to come out and be active and have fun and there is no pushing or pulling or any nobody's going to force you to do anything it is literally a case of come out if you don't get the full 2k done and you only get one lap done out of two that's great fine come back next week and try for the two every single park run whether it's 2k or 5k is your own personal challenge and you take it on however you see fit yeah no i totally agree any other challenges you mentioned some were there any other challenges that you had um sort of like you know coming up to the big day <laughs> I think I, I must admit, I think we've been very lucky because we are building a, a 2K event off the back of a 5K that has been quite successful. There's a lot of challenges we were able to overcome. We're now at the point where all we've got left to do is um, set up our web page, which hopefully goes live tomorrow, um, sort out all the admin bits and pieces, get our run directors on some sort of a rotor so we know who's doing what when, and keep drawing in volunteers and hoping that people will, will come along and want to be involved. All our kit gets delivered next week, so I'm going to have a house full of cones and high visies. Um, when we have our test event on the 9th of July, um, that is basically to give the volunteers a chance to see how it's all going to work, see if we need to tweak anything. Otherwise, we're, we're full full steam ahead for the 16th of July. Okay, just to let everyone know, this is being recorded on Thursday, the 22nd of June. Yeah, so what we're going to do is we're going to come together again and have another conversation after we've done, I don't know, two or three or four park runs and just to see where we are with um you know how it went and everything like that and any challenges that we've had and you know things that we can um you know do things that we can work on and stuff like that so Emma you would agree to come back again absolutely it'd be great to talk through this through again retrospectively and see if there was anything we missed plus if there's anything that you know hasn't worked maybe other park runs We'll be able to learn from our mistakes and not make them themselves. Brilliant. Emma, thank you very much for coming onto the podcast and uh, we'll touch base after the first date. I look forward to it. <laughs>